Yeah, Jesus, we thank you for Graham. Lord, we thank you for all the ways that he serves. Yeah. Lord, we just pray that as he brings his message to us this morning, Lord, you would just bless the words that he has prepared. Um, Lord, we just pray that as he speaks, you would speak. Um, Lord, we just, um, yeah, we thank you for him and all that he does. Amen. 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 Thanks very much. Thank you, Graham. Over to you. Uh, we have weeks sometimes when things don't go at all as we expect them to. <laughs> I've certainly had one of those weeks. And it's been really interesting because I, I knew what uh, was going to be in the, uh, the talk I'm doing now. But everything that I'm going to say has been tested out quite severely through this week. Um, which is always an interesting process to, to go through because then you find out how real it is for you. So uh, without going into uh, all the detail... Uh, let me just tell you, this week has been stretching, and it, it's been full of great news and good things happening, but it's also been full of challenges to the things that I'm believing the Lord to do and the things that I feel he wants to, uh, to bring into our lives together and into other situations that I'm involved with. And so the, the things that I, I want to try and highlight this morning are to do with the question, how do we keep an internal atmosphere that is faith-filled and where faith can continue to grow? What do we have to do to manage our hearts and our minds and our emotions in order to, to see something fulfilled? And actually, it was really uh, helpful that Noah introduced um, the morning with him talking about similar things, and that, that wasn't planned at all. So uh, well done, Noah. Thanks. Um, I've got four things that uh, I think are, are really helpful. I find them helpful, and I hope you will too. The first is this. We have to draw close to God. You can't, you can't do this without God. I can't do it without God. And there's a, a tendency and a temptation when things are not happening to think, oh, God's not interested or, you know, something I'm not doing right. And, and to, to cool off from God, and actually that's the very time to draw in even closer. James says this, uh, humble yourselves before God. Resist the devil, he'll flee from you. Come close to God and God will come close to you. So it's not a sense of, of pushing in, with any kind of demand or, you know, this isn't happening and why not, but to come humbly and with, with reverence and love toward him. And that, that expresses itself in all kinds of ways. It expresses itself in uh, how much time we spend reading the Bible. Uh, I don't know what your, your habit is, but my, my own personal habit just um, increases in regularity and strength and, and perhaps the time that I spent the more difficult things get. Um, I also make a point of worshipping. Uh, there's, there's so much worship available on, online and on uh, CD and um, whatever player you use. There's so much available, and I find that so helpful because it, it keeps my mind focused in the right place. Um, I also uh, uh, built some disciplines into my day that... Because it's all very well praying in the morning and then you forget about everything by, by midday. And I've tried to build some extra disciplines into my life that, 
that bring me back into focus with God and to say, hey, I'm still praying about this. I'm still trusting. I'm still believing. Even when it seems everything is against that, even when all the circumstances seem to point in another direction, I'm focusing on this because you are faithful. Uh, so in prayer as well, um, in uh, quite often just in silence and in, in waiting or whatever it is, but don't allow the temptation to, to draw away from God. Don't allow that temptation to win the battle. Um, draw closer to him. People quite often use the phrase these days about pushing in to God. And I, I understand what they mean there. It's pushing in against the resistance of difficulty and unbelief and uh, sometimes just the, the sense of waiting and waiting and waiting. I've um, uh, been able to uh, join a prayer meeting every week in the new building that Hope Church own. It's the, the granary which if you don't know where it is, it's, um, it's, well, it's right next to Asda in the centre of town, behind Costa, next to Asda. Other places are available, but they're on the wrong uh, place, really. And um, talking to the, the folks that lead there, they, they said, we, we entered into this project. It was so, so big. It was just bigger than anything we'd ever done before. And they were talking to some friends in Africa who uh, have great faith and were used to seeing God do wonderful things and they said what's the difference between um, a hundred thousand pound project and a million pound project uh, and the report they got back was the faith is the same you just have to hold on to it longer and I thought yeah that's a good answer because it's the length of time sometimes that that becomes wearying okay so that's the first thing second thing focus on the truth Focus on the truth. That brings us back to this. What is the truth of God? What is, what is God speaking about a situation? What has God spoken to you about a situation? You may have a particular sense of that. It, it, it may have some particular, um, there may be a particular uh, verse out of scripture or something somebody has spoken to you, but it is the, it's the kernel, it's the essence. What are you holding on to? Hold on to the truth. Hold on to the fact that Jesus has already established the victory. So often we, we think we're fighting battles for things that have already been assured. Things that he has already done on the cross. Again, this is why our understanding of the crucifixion and the effectiveness of the crucifixion, of the, the totality of Jesus' victory is so important that we do not lose sight of that and think, Oh no, this is, a, this is a raging battle between equal forces and the devil's winning this one. No, he isn't. The devil is not winning. Nothing else is winning except Jesus. Okay, Jesus has won. Just make sure that in all that you do, you are standing close to him, drawing close to him, so that you're not caught up in anything else that tries to persuade you differently. This is really quite a lot to do with this whole idea people talk about sometimes of renewing your mind. Uh, I think I can read it here because I, I took the trouble to look it up. Romans 12, uh, verse 2. Don't copy the behavior and customs of this world, but let God transform you into a new person by changing the way you think. So the transformation that goes on is 
total, but one of the big areas we've got to have transformation is in the way we think. And most of us weren't brought up to think like God. I wasn't because I wasn't brought up in a Christian home. And I, I went to, to church, but that was an hour in the week. And the rest of the time, I didn't have people around me telling me and reinforcing the truth of, of God's word. Uh, that's why it's so important that we allow that kind of transformation to go on. Then you will learn to know God's will for you. So when our minds are transformed, we can discern God's will more effectively. Checking the time, checking how I'm doing in this. So draw close to God. Be certain of the truth. Number three, work out what the lie is and shun it. Stay away from rubbish. Now, this can be hard work sometimes because rubbish comes at us. Rubbish thinking, rubbish thoughts, rubbish ideas, rubbish beliefs. They come at us from all kinds of angles. They come at us um, through the media, through social media. I mean, I have friends, and some of them are good friends, but some of the stuff they post on, on Facebook in particular, which is um, the thing that I use, I mean, I, I don't want to unfriend people. I just don't read what they put and think, oh, so-and-so's written something, I'll read what it is. No, I don't want to read it because I know that in that area, what they are going to say is not helpful for me. It's not going to build my faith. It's just going to try to undermine faith. Um, actually, I have to be careful about the way I put this, but that's also true of face-to-face -face conversations. Um, there are some subjects I just won't raise with some people that I know, uh, some of them outside of the church, but often, sadly, people within the church, um, the church-wide, let's say the general church, so people don't think, oh, is he talking about me? <laughs> I just know that when there are things that I am really, really convinced God is going to do, what I don't need to hear is a load of stuff of somebody saying, well, God doesn't always work that way. I know God doesn't always work that way, but in this instance, I'm convinced that God is going to work that way. And I, you know, I just look back at so many things in my life where I've, I've really had to hold on in faith for something. And uh, with, with the best will in the world, sometimes people that have been close to me just haven't had that level of expectancy because they haven't drawn close to God on that issue in the way that I've chosen to do it. And so... Uh, I, I'm careful about what I let in. Uh, lots of stuff on the, the TV. I live on my own, as you know, and it's easy to have the TV on sometimes and stuff's just on. And if there's stuff that is going on that I know is not going to help me, I, I just shut it out. Um, a, a lot of uh, stuff that you can read in, uh, in newspapers and books and, and online and so on. Just be discerning. Be careful. Because what you're preserving is the word of God. If God has given you a word, it is planted in you like a seed and it's growing and you need to cultivate that. You need to look after it. It's precious. God's given it to you. Um, it's just come to mind, but in, I think it's one or two Timothy, I'm not sure which, Paul is talking to Timothy and he says, you've been given something precious. Look after it. Steward it well. Uh, and just like we, we've been talking for the last two weeks in particular, through COP26, about looking after the world and stewarding what God has given us in that way. Uh, we need to 
look after what God has given us because his word is precious and his word is what brings about answers. So that's the third thing. Uh, deal with the light. Oh, the other thing is uh, habits. You've got to watch some of your habits. I have to watch some of my habits. Just things that I will, I will go to, particularly if I'm feeling low or feeling down about something or just feeling, oh, it's not working out and everything's, everything's a hassle, everything's difficult. And sometimes the, the indulgence in a comforting habit can actually take us away from faith and lead us away from faith. It could be eating something or drinking something or whatever it might be. So just be sensible. Okay, that's the third thing. The fourth thing is this. Um, be strong in the Lord and in his mighty power. Uh, Joshua 1 is the go-to uh, chapter for me here. And uh, in the circumstances, God speaks to Joshua, and I think it's four or five times in the space of one chapter, God says to Joshua, be strong and courageous. That there's a constant instruction. Focus on the things that I've said. Focus on what I have done. Remember. It's a good day to think about remembrance, isn't it? Remember what I've done and then be strong and courageous. Don't falter in your faith. So there's, there's four things there. Uh, draw close to God. What's the truth? Um, identify the lie and be strong in the Lord. Let me just uh, finish with, with Psalm 1. Um, first part of Psalm 1. Oh, the joys of those who don't follow the advice of the wicked or stand around with sinners or sit in the seat of mockers. It doesn't say it so well in this version, but in, in some versions, there's a real progression there of walking with people, of standing with people, and then of sitting with people who are opposed to not just to the general word of God, but opposed to sometimes the specific word of God that you are hanging on to and that I am hanging on to because that is what God's promised. If we start to walk with an idea that says this isn't going to happen, pretty soon we'll be standing with it. And if we're not careful, pretty soon we'll be sitting with the idea. That's why we need to walk the other way. Find the right company to walk with. Find the right uh, people to stand with and find the right place to sit. Let me pray for you. Holy Spirit, I ask you to speak right now to us all and to reinforce the good and to point out for us the things which are damaging and harmful to our faith. We... We want to see your work accomplished on the earth. Uh, we want to see the evidence of the complete victory of Jesus working through our lives and working through the lives of those we know around us, those who are close to us and those that we know may not be close, but we know that you have indicated to us uh, that you're working in their lives. So we ask you to help us with that and to enable us to be strong and courageous. Amen.